Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm just a person that believes in the power of giving. One share or one give to a person can change their life. It doesn't always have to be money. It could be a blanket. Those things change people's lives. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman, Hunker's editorial director. Today's show is a little bit different than our other episodes. Being that it's the holiday season and the season of giving, I wanted to put a spotlight on someone who's giving back to people, people experiencing hardship in regards to shelter. We believe at Hunker that the home is a central part of our being. It's part of our identity. Ideally, it provides safety, warmth, love, a feeling of belonging, a place to authentically express ourselves. However, as we all know, this isn't the case for everyone. Enter Simone Gordon, otherwise known as the Black Fairy Godmother. Simone is the founder and CEO of the Black Fairy Godmother Foundation. It's a New Jersey-based nonprofit that assists communities in need across the country. Most of the people she's helping are marginalized women and children, members of the LGBTQ community, and domestic violence victims. Her foundation helps those who are homeless or facing homelessness— or need basic home items like a mattress to sleep on, or a refrigerator, or some groceries for the week. As you'll hear in this conversation, she uses the power of social media and crowdfunding to help raise funds for others every day. One big focus of the foundation during this time of year is the Wishless Angels Project. It assists families who need a little uplift during the holiday season, such as extras in our life like toys, or necessities, such as home goods. I figured that while we're all doing our holiday shopping, there might be some people who listen to this episode and decide they want to become an angel to a family, or at the very least, discover ways to help others, such as mothers and children who need help with housing or are hoping to be able to remain in their homes. So we talk about the work her foundation does, and we also get to learn a little bit about the Black Fairy Godmother herself, what drives her to do this work, and also what makes her feel like she's home. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of our home, our community, at Hunker. Hello, Simone. Welcome to our show. 
Thank you so much for having me. Of course. The reason why I reached out to you to be on this podcast, we talk with our guests about being home and what it means to be home. And a lot of people talk about feeling safe and feeling like it's a place where they belong. However, with your foundation and the work that you do, you see that this isn't the case for everyone. Right. Can you talk a little bit about your foundation, how it helps people who are homeless or are facing homelessness? Can you tell me a little bit about this? We all know that home is where the heart is and home is our safety net, right? Mm -hmm. But many people that we work with or many people that we run into in churches or supermarkets, unfortunately, they do not have a home. So with our foundation, we are actually spreading the awareness to let people know exactly what's going on in America. And these are actual taxpaying people who are just going through a rough time. We take things for granted, a refrigerator. Most families don't have a refrigerator. They warm up their food using either an iron or a microwave, or most people would use a jar and put ice in it to cool off their baby's bottle. And it's not that it's their fault. It's just the way the society is built currently. So what I do is I help people who write to us or who fill out an application and say, can you help me? I'm in need. We have families who are sleeping in cars. So they reached out to us. And what we do is we just don't throw money at them or we just don't throw a piece of furniture at them. We help them get stabilized. Yes, we fundraise the funding. We put them in a temporary hotel. But in order for them to continue to be on the right path, we want to make sure that, that they will be okay going forward. So if it takes for us to put someone in a technical school or a community college so that they could take care of their family, so be it. If it takes for us to have relationships with realtors across the U.S. to make sure there may be an opening where they can work with the family budget, so be it. And that's what we do here at the foundation. We help families who are going through a emergency and we help them become stabilized so that they won't continue to be in a hardship in the next future or so. You have a personal story behind creating the foundation. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, I worked at a bank, a Fortune 500 bank, and I was making tons of money. Unfortunately, due to the mortgage crisis, things took for a turn and the bank shut down. So during the time that there was a mortgage crisis and I lost my job at the bank, I had to file for unemployment and I was not getting a lot. I was getting 200 a week and my son had just got diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And I had a beautiful support team, my mom and dad, but of course I'm still a parent. So I reached out to big nonprofit organizations that many of us donate to. And we all know how that goes. Um, their big spending goes with advertisement, the salaries, the whole shebang. So I got frustrated and I contacted individuals on social media and asked, where can I get the assistance from? And someone told me that there was a group that was helping low-income people. So I joined that group and I met four women who changed my life. They put me back into school where I'm studying nursing and I'm on the National Honor Society. They helped me get medical supplies for my son. So that shows that we all came together as a community. And during that time, I decide all the blessings I was getting, I need to create my own foundation and spread the love and spread the awareness that there are certain communities that are being left out. 
And that's what I did. And they called me the Black Fairy Godmother. So you have seen the power of social media. You know, I know sometimes it gets a bad rap, but you're seeing the power of using the platform to help other people. Yes, absolutely. Before you started your foundation, did you grow up feeling this sense of wanting to help people, wanting to help your community? Has that always been a part of you, or is this something that has come out of your own experience? Growing up, my dad, he comes from a big family, and I watched my grandma. My grandma helped everybody, not just family, but you know, her neighbors, people in the community, and she always been a given person. So that always been in me, but I never knew that I would take it this far to a certain extent where I help thousands of families across America get to where they need to be. So yes, it was always in my heart, it was always in me, but I never knew to this extent it stretched out to being something so big and so powerful. I've heard you talk about your grandmother saying that she's your rock. Did you spend a lot of time with her growing up? Did you spend time at her home with her? Well, I did spend a lot of time with her growing up because she only lived down the street from me. So during the time when she used to have her cutting board and she used to cut up, you know, her peppers and onions to prepare her dinner or her collard greens or if she used to mop her floor, the way I clean, the way I cook and the way I speak, I learned everything through her growing up as a little girl. Yes. So she was big in community service. Very big, yes. Did she have a nickname like you have a nickname? No, not at all. No? (laughs) No, not at all. You know, so what I'm seeing, and it's a little bit of what you touched upon when you were going through your own experience and you saw people were giving a lot of money to like bigger companies, you're seeing the power in helping just one person or one family, right? To not get evicted or to find a safe home or to buy them a mattress for their child, And so I imagine that the financial help that these people get, that there's something deeper that's being felt by these people energetically or spiritually being helped by a stranger. What do you think the depths of that impact of the help that these people get? What is that that is helping people in a different way and not just financially? It has helped a lot of them grow. I'm trying not to tear up. Um, We had a woman previously who's been in a fire and she lost everything. And she was a medical assistant at a hospital. Make the long story short, when I said everything was gone, everything was gone. And she went to a nonprofit, um, a big nonprofit, and they only housed her and her child for two days at a hotel. Fire was Friday and it's very cold in New Jersey. They slept in their car for two nights. She never asked for help with social services. She didn't know where to go. And people tagged me under her post and said, the Black Fairy Godmother, there's a family who lost everything in the fire and it's cold outside. Can you help them? They have no family. So many people donate to the emergency assistance fund. And we were pretty low. She contacted me and I said, me and my staff don't have much, but can we put you in a hotel for 19 days and then work on getting you safe housing? She just cried and cried and cried and said, I'm cold. I'm hungry. My coworkers are not even helping me. And um, we helped her out. She called me this morning and said, who are you? Where did you come from? Because I was losing my mind. I didn't know what to do. I went to City Hall. I went, And I said, I'm just a person that believes in the power of giving. One share or one give to a person, doesn't always have to be money, can change their life. She said, you changed mine because I was going to give up. It doesn't always have to be money. It could be a blanket. People take that to heart. 
It could be fixing their resume or just sitting down with them for five minutes, sitting down with a college student and talk them into not dropping out of school. Those things change people's lives because everybody's family dynamic is different. So yes, doing one small thing, five minutes, two minutes, 10 minutes will change their life. And that's something that they take on. So community, I think, can also be a feeling of home for us. What does it feel like for you to be creating this impactful community and being a part of something? Does it feel like home to you? Does it feel like this warm space for you? It does feel like a warm space. It feels like I'm filling a void. It feels like I'm 20% there. I'm able as a human being, whether I'm in my class at college, whether I'm cooking dinner for my son, or whether I'm just reading a book, I can say to myself, I help one or two people live today. I help a few families eat food, fresh food today by sending them food from Instacart. Or I help the kid go to college. Or I help an elderly person get medical assistance with their co-pays. That makes me feel good. You also work with some members of the LGBTQ community? Yes. A good friend of mine, her name is Creighton Lee, and she has her own foundation called Vixen Valor, and she helps the LGBTQ community. When I saw many people ignoring the homeless youth, that really got to me. So on my birthday in 2019, I did a dinner and I donated $4,000 to a shelter called New Alternatives in New York. I visit that shelter and just to see that community, ages 13 through 21, they're homeless. Their families kick them out because of their sexuality. That really does something to you. Just imagine a 13-year-old coming out and being kicked out, but is now being forced to live in a shelter. They don't get a lot of funding. They sleep with sleeping bags. So every year I make sure that I do a fundraiser for them and donate and get more people involved to say, hey, these beautiful human beings are 100% human and they deserve love. Let's continue to do that. And that's what I do. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I 
As you're using social media to reach out to people on your platform and asking for help, does it feel like there's a robust community that is stepping up? Does it still feel like, you know, it's pulling teeth trying to get people involved and to help? A lot of people trust in my work because they see I post receipts. I'm very transparent. Some people are like, oh, I'm not helping because I don't know where my money's going. But so many people are stepping up because they see the significance of the work that I'm doing. And they trust into me with, you know, the vetting requests and making sure the person or the family is 100 percent. They help more. They may not comment, but they do send us emails and they do send us a DM and say, hey, how can I put that person in a hotel? Or, hey, how can I feed this person? Or, hey, I have a whole bunch of baby clothes. Who can I give this to? You know, thinking back to your grandmother, I heard that you had said once that you have a dream of turning her home into a housing to help women. Is that something that you are still thinking about or is that still a dream? That's still a dream. Mm -hmm. I talk about it every day on social media. Mm. And, you know, I love Christmas, but I love Christmas for families. And I'm always granting wishes for families. Mm -hmm. But my wish is to create a shelter slash transitional home for women. Because many shelters only give you 30 days to live in and then you're out on your own. They don't give you the nourishment. They don't give you the stability plans. They don't give you the vision boards to help a person go on and on. I do. They don't have social workers on board. They just want you to just sleep there, get back home at five o'clock and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I just want to create something where families is able to say, I'm leaving this shelter to a new home. I'm leaving this shelter with my certificate or my degree because we give a family three to six months to get themselves together on our platform. And it's been working. They feel brand new. Wow. They don't feel hopeless. They feel like someone loves me. Someone's believing me and I'm going to go get it. We have a 87 percent rate of success. And that's just been my dream is creating a GoFundMe and just ask people to donate it so that I can have that shelter or that transitional home for women and families. You mentioned that you do vision boards with them? Yes. Any family who comes to me and say they're being evicted or they need food, we don't just throw food at them. We follow up. We follow up with them and go, hey, we saw that you were going in through a rut. Tell me what your situation is. How can we set up a vision board with Miss Simone and we create a vision to get you where you need to be so that you won't be in emergency mode the next month or the following month. Let's get you into a program. Many community college have technical programs, medical programs that are free that you may not know about. And they're like, really? And we go for it and they do it. I do love how you work to stabilize people and families. Thank you. Yes, and set them up for success. And and I love that you use vision boards as one of your tools to what I imagine help people dream about possibilities. Absolutely. Do you have a vision board for yourself? Yes, I do. You do? And so far it's going great. Oh, <laughs> it's going great. That's amazing. When you are at home, and I know that you did say you're busy and you have your foundation and you're a nursing student and you're taking care of your son. Is there anything that is meaningful to you or anything that you hold as valuable? Maybe something of your grandmother's. Is there anything that when you look at it or hold it or feel it makes you feel like you're home? I have a journal mm -hmm. that I bought years ago at Rite Aid. And for some reason, the journal looks like a Bible. 
is that big. Mm. And I write in it every day. That makes me feel like home. I can write my thoughts of the day in there. That's what keeps my anxiety down. That's what makes me have a personal relationship with God when I'm not able to talk to God privately. I resort right to that brown book. And you write every night or every morning or whenever you can? I write every night when my son goes to bed around 10. You know, I have to clean the dishes and study. Yeah. During the time when I get frustrated with studying, I put it to the side and I drink chamomile tea because I love chamomile tea for some reason. Mm. Um, That's like a treat that I do for myself every day. Mm. I'm at night and I just write in there and then I wait an hour. Then I go back to my studies. I love that ritual. It's beautiful. So as we're moving into the holiday season, and I've been thinking a lot about this, it's the time of giving. We're moving through the month of giving. And then we're moving into the month of the holidays and they're shopping. And there are a lot of people who aren't able to experience, say, that kind of holiday feeling or wake up on a Christmas morning to presents. So tell me about your Christmas wish list angels and how people can give back. Yes. For eight years, I have done a project called Christmas Wishlist Angels, because as you said, everyone is not able to wake up in the morning feeling like their wish has been granted or feel fulfilled. So what we do with the Christmas Wishlist Angels project is that we have people place Amazon and Target wishlists. And within those lists, um, children and families, they put the items on the list and an angel would adopt that list, put that list on social media and ask people to buy one or two things. And it ships directly to the family and the family's wish list is granted. And then Christmas morning, you know, the families get all excited and some of the mothers and the fathers, they get excited and they write back to me or the foundation and say thank you because they were having a hardship. So that's the project. And how can people find out more information about that? They could go to our website at www.theblackfairygodmother.org and they can click on the tab that says to get involved. Once they click that, there is a jot form that says BFGM 2021 Wishlist Angels and they can fill out the form. People who want to become angels have a choice on what type of list they want, how many in the family do they want, those type of things. And based upon them filling out the form, that's when we will connect them to the right family in need. I love it. Let's get people doing that. Please, please, because our goal is 100 families. Last year we did 324 families. I don't know if I'm going to be able to push that, but that would be a blessing. All they have to do is they don't have to buy the whole list. Just adopt the list, share it on their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And trust me, people will buy and they will make an impact. So that's all I'm trying to do is get a goal of at least the first hundred. If more people sign up, more people sign up. But I think that this is fulfilling having a family send a postcard by saying thank you for granting them Christmas. Because we have so many families that's writing into us for help. And I want to help all the best way I can. So that's all people have to do is just take five minutes to share someone's wish list. And that's it. That's fantastic. And as we are moving into 2022 and you're looking ahead, are there any certain goals that you have for the year ahead? My goal is to create chapters in different regions of the U.S. We are going to start branching off into doing more of our work quarterly versus every day. 
so that I can stick to working on getting the shelter and the transitional home ready and also train people for when we open up in different regions of the U.S. I am working on a book currently about direct giving. So there's so many things that I could talk about, but I just don't want to spill the goodies right now. Girl, you're doing it, though. Look at all the things. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. Thank you. You are a fairy godmother. (laughs) The name fits. Thank you. (laughs) One thing that we ask all of our guests on this show, being that our title is Being Home with Hunker, what does being home mean to you? Being home means being complete, being safe, and being loved. Those three words, that's what home means to me. If you don't have those three things, then you're not home. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. Thank you. I've been following your work, and I thought, especially during this season, I really wanted to talk with you. And especially when it comes to home, it's one of our basic needs, food, water, shelter. It's a basic need. And the idea that there are people out there without homes, this is something that, as we're seeing through social media and through your work, we can help people. We can help one person, and that really does make a huge impact. And so I really appreciate your work. We will be sharing your information with our audience, and we'll get people to adopt families this season and keep supporting you. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for having my platform on your podcast today. Thank you so much. To learn more about Simone Gordon, the Black Fairy Godmother, follow her on Instagram at the Black Fairy Godmother Official or visit her website at theblackfairygodmother.org. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with the Black Fairy Godmother. You've been listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman, executive produced by Eve Epstein. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer, Maury Men, and director of audience development, Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.